Hey, it's Mark David here, and I've got something special for you. You know how we've always talked about fitness and bodybuilding? I've started this podcast, Just Ask Mark, Bodybuilding and Fitness, and I think you'll love it. And for some of you out there, you may have heard it before, years ago. It's not just another fitness show. It's like having a chat with a friend about all things bodybuilding. From workouts to nutrition, I'll share my personal experiences, tips, and even some of my favorite archived episodes. Oh, and you might even hear my trained AI voice from time to time, adding a unique twist to our conversations. Whether you're a pro or just starting out, there's something here for you. So grab your headphones, tune in, and let's make those gains together. It's not just about hype, it's about real conversations, real progress, and real fun. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. Let's lift each other up one episode at a time. So catch you on the show, and remember, if you've got any questions, just ask Mark. Today, we're going to talk about tendinitis. It's a nasty little thing that some of us can get through overuse syndromes, injuries, weight training, tennis, golf, you name it, it can happen. And basically what that is, tendinitis, is an inflammation of the tendon. Some of the more common areas are in the shoulders, the knee area, and of course, around your elbows, whether it be on the outside or the inside. Now, for me personally, I've had two major flare-ups of tendonitis in my left arm and twice in my shoulder, once from snowboarding, once from just generally working out. And in the flare-ups of my arm, at first it was annoying, and then it got to the point where I wasn't even able to work out anymore. I couldn't do dumbbell curls. I couldn't do pull-ups. Anything bicep-related was simply too painful to do. Now, I don't know if a lot of you have that or you suffer from that, but let me tell you, it's annoying. However, I have figured out a way, or at least a way to get around a lot of the pain while curing tendonitis at the same time. It doesn't involve drugs doesn't involve alcohol or crazy stunts or never working out again. And I'm going to go over the six things that you can do if you have tendonitis. I'm not going to make any guarantees here, but considering that I've had it at least four times to the point where I couldn't even lift a weight, and I am back on track, as as of right now doing this podcast, I'm tendonitis free, and I'm beating a lot of my personal bests. So trust me, it's very depressing when you get tendonitis. Number one, cease and desist. Stop what you're doing. Now, if you know what you did that started to cause that, if you can think back, wow, Monday, geez, I think I have some tendonitis. What did I do the last couple of days? Was it triceps? Was it maybe some type of a leg exercise? Did you do something new for your shoulder routine? Are you always doing the same thing? So by cease and desist, I simply mean Whatever exercise is aggravating your tendonitis, that's the one you want to stop. Now, not stop permanently, but stop aggravating your tendonitis. In my own personal example, I believe it was from doing French presses, or they call them skull crushers, or barbell presses to the, to the forehead, and basically that's a tricep exercise. That is what triggered my tendonitis. Now, I can still do any other type of tricep exercise or bicep or whatever I want to do, I just have ceased and desisted to do that particular exercise because that is what I believe aggravated it. 
Now, sometimes you're not going to know what aggravated it. Maybe it's just a tendon flare-up. But if you do know or you have an idea, that's when you want to stop doing whatever hurts it or aggravates it. Now, if you're not sure what it was, but you start doing your workouts and it's flaring up every time after you're done, then that's when you can start to narrow it down that it might be a particular set of exercises, particular movement, an angle, whatever it is that really aggravates it, stop doing that. Because tendonitis is what we would consider to be bad pain. That's not the kind of pain you want to work through. It's not a lactic acid burning pain. This is a tendon flare-up that if you keep going, it's going to be, number one, very painful, but number two, very hard to beat any of your personal bests because you're going to be working with a continual injury. So cease and desist. Number two, you can ice the area. Ice on tendonitis feels really nice. Now you can get some of the soft ice packs and you can lay it over the affected area. I would not ice more than 10 to 15 minutes. Definitely not. I would never go above 20. You don't want to ice for a really long period of time. You want to do it for frequent but short periods of time. So maybe 5 to 10 minutes is that sweet spot. Icing on there sort of stops the inflammation. Usually for tendonitis, you're not going to see any swelling, but it is inflammation of the tendon underneath that muscle area. So ice, it feels really good, especially if you've just done a workout and you've had a flare-up. Ice can be a light lifesaver. Number three, heat creams. Me personally, I like AST Biofreeze. However, I've heard Tiger Bomb works. Now you can use those not at the same time that you would use ice. Ice is for a an immediate relief of that pain. But maybe you want to use a heat cream before you work out. Maybe you want to use it during some time during the day. Just if it's a little sore or a little bit tender, you can use one of these heat creams. Now, what I've seen people do is they use them before they work out. I personally don't. What I notice right away is that when I'm warm, not, not a warm-up, but when, I'm, when I've warmed up the muscle area, I don't, I don't feel it at all. When it starts getting cold again is when it starts getting stiff. So a heat cream can be kind of nice to warm up the area that's affected. And like I said, I wouldn't necessarily use it in combination with ice but it's certainly something you can carry around in your gym bag and use before you work out or just at various times during the day if you get one of those little flare-ups and, of course, you're not carrying around an ice pack with you. Number four, support. By that, by that I mean you can get all kinds of wrist braces. You can get uh, things for your elbow braces. There's knee braces. There's shoulder things. There's neoprene. They're not too expensive. You don't have to spend a ton of money on them. And what that will do is immobilize the area, especially in an elbow area. Any type of twisting motion, that's usually what really gets me if I'm doing any type of a twisting. And so having a nice neoprene, sort of a wrist strap that I can put around that area to keep my arm a little more immobile or from twisting, that's really going to help as far as not aggravating it anymore and letting the area recover. Now, you don't have to wear that all the time. What I tend to do is if I'm working on the computer or if I'm doing some stationary things, I'm not moving around, I'm obviously not work. I don't wear it when I'm working out, but it just helps to stabilize the area. And so I'll wear it as frequently as I can if I'm driving, things like that, just to keep the area from not twisting and moving around so that tendon can heal. Number five. I want to put a little disclaimer on this. This doesn't mean that you have to go see a chiropractor. 
I know that some of you might be a little leery about that. I'm only mentioning a chiropractor because this is where I got these last two things. These are devices that I don't have at my house. I don't have the expertise to use at my house. I didn't purchase one of these. Now, you could have a regular doctor do this. You could have a physical therapist do this. You could have a chiropractor do this. If you have a friend that's qualified, whatever. Point B, number five, ultrasound. It's basically a little device. They rub some, they rub some gel or some cream on your elbow, and they use this little device that sends ultrasound into the muscle. Now, if it's a small area, like it was in my elbow, I swear I could almost feel it sort of vibrating against the bone. What's that, what that might do, at least in theory, is sort of break up some of the spurs, help with the inflammation, and heal it from the inside out. So ultrasound. And that's just a little device that they rub on that area. Usually what the ultrasound is followed up by number six, and it is a very short duration, but deep tissue massage. Okay, so we've done the ultrasound for about 10 minutes on the affected area. Then what you're going to do, you wipe off that gel, and then you get a nice deep tissue massage right on that affected tendon. That means that the person who's qualified to do that will be pushing and rubbing on that area to break up any of the scar tissue, whatever else is going on in there. Now, that can be a little painful, let me tell you. It's not a joy to have somebody find, oh, is this a tendon? Is this where it hurts? And then just dig their thumb into that area. But I've never had such relief at the same time after they were done. It was almost like, wow, it just disappeared. Now, what you can do, and this is really not a number seven, this goes back to number three, but after you're done with the deep tissue massage, you can put on a little bit of that heat cream, whether it be Tiger Balm, AST Biofreeze, whatever else you want to use. And that sort of keeps that heat, that nice warm feeling on that area going for another maybe five to 10 minutes. And so it sort of finishes off that deep tissue massage and makes it feel really good. Now, when you use these six things in combination, you will be able to cure your tendonitis. And even if you aren't able to 100% cure it, it's a whole lot better than simply cease and desist and taking pain meds. All that is going to do is, A, you're not going to be able to work out your favorite exercises or those particular body parts as much. And B, the pain medication is just going to mask the main problem there. Well, you might have to take it. Don't get me wrong. But what you want to do is you're a bodybuilder. You're into fitness. You're into health. This is exactly the time that you have to start thinking, okay, I have an injury. What can I do? What is everything that I can do in my power to heal and get around and recover from this injury? That's what makes us different from the general population. Everybody gets injured doing something. But how you choose to deal with that injury, work around it, heal that injury, that is what differentiates us from the general population. Let me give you a little insight to professional athletes. You might be thinking, well, I'm not a pro. Well, guess what? You are a pro. And here's how it works. Professional athletes get injured all the time. And yet you see them playing basketball, football, golf, you name it. And you're like, gosh, how do they, how do, they do that? How do they get this injury that would cripple most of us and yet somehow come back? It's got to be the drugs. They're just on drugs. Wrong. You know what it really is? They have trainers, coaches, doctors on staff, saunas, 
whirlpools, ice tubs, deep tissue massages, heat creams, uh, wrist supports, knee supports, whatever type of support that you're talking about. They cease and desist on that. They recover. They have physical therapists. They use ultrasound. These guys have all kinds of resources at their disposal in order to heal from the injury. They don't just take a pain med and just move on. They work with that injury and heal and recover. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't have that kind of money to hire all these people to support me 24 by 7. That's true. But let's go through this list. Cease and desist. Number one, that's free. Number two, ice, free to cheap. Number three, heat creams, very cheap. Four, support, cheap. The ultrasound or the deep tissue massage. Well, if you have medical insurance, it might be something that you can do. If you know of a chiropractor or a massage therapist, you can certainly go for a treatment every once a month and tell them to rub on that affected area. So that doesn't have to be a bank breaker. And number five and six is not something that you simply need to do every single week or all the time. Number five and six, the ultrasound and the deep tissue massage are things that you can do on an infrequent basis to help along that recovery. So it isn't something that you have to do like weekly or all the time. You can certainly ice and use heat cream support all the time, and that will help the area heal on its own. But you can use the other ones infrequently to keep the costs down. Now, you might not have all these trainers and all these people around you at all times, but you can do the same things that the professional athletes are doing. And that is, they are taking care of the injuries. They're doing something about it. Can't tell you how many friends that I personally know that have either torn a muscle or had some type of what I would consider to be a debilitating injury. And I asked them a couple of months later, so what did you do about your bicep tear? What did you do about your hamstring pull that you had or that pulled muscle? And you know what they tell me most of the time? All they did is they cease and desist in, they stop doing whatever hurts it, and that's it. They don't do anything. They don't do any heat creams. They don't do any ice. They don't do any stretching. They didn't go see a doctor. They didn't do anything. Those guys are not acting like professional athletes. That's how you can be different. Because what you're going to do is not just ignore an injury. You're going to figure out, and in this example, it's tendonitis. You are going to figure out how can I heal this? How can I get around the pain? How can I make it better? You don't want to just go, whoop, got tendonitis. Ah, crap. Guess I'll never do another pull-up again. No, what you're thinking is, damn, I have tendonitis. <sighs> what are the steps I need to do to heal it, to cure it, to get better, to get back to doing pull-ups? That's what a professional athlete does, and that's what you can do. There isn't any differentiation there. Sure, they have more money, and they might have more trainers on staff. But the simple fact is, if you change your mindset into thinking about how can I recover or work around or heal from this injury, then you're going to go a lot further than the typical Western medicine, which would just say, stop doing that, take these pain meds. Now, like I said in the very beginning, that might be something that you have to do, stop doing that, take these pain meds. But when you do that, you're not going to do anything to heal the affected area. And in order to continue with bodybuilding, to continue to get fit and beat your challenges, you do need to get better. And that's why you need to do everything that's possible in your power and your resources to figure out how you can do that. So in the tendonitis example, cease and desist, ice, heat creams, support, ultrasound, 
and deep tissue massage. Now, I know that seems like a lot, but when you start doing all those things, guess what? It is so awesome to be pain-free. I mean, it is very depressing when you start to think, oh, man, I... you know what's happening. When you've had it a few times, you know you're getting tendonitis. And the first thing I start to think about is this list of six things that I can do. How, how quickly can I recover from this? Now, granted, it's not like a week later you're pain-free. But if you start doing these things within a couple of months, and I know that seems like a long time, guess what? I'll be back to breaking personal bests when most people are still suffering with this pain for years. Because tendonitis, a lot of times, if you stop doing whatever it is that's hurting it, yeah, it won't hurt you anymore and it starts to go away. But what if that something that you were doing is something you really love? What if it was tennis? What if it was golf? What if it was bicep curls? You really just want to give that up? Most people would say no, that they don't. Right. That means you've got to figure out a way to cure it, to heal it, to get past that pain. So I really hope these six things will help you if you indeed suffer from tendonitis. Now, if you have any questions for this podcast, you know where to send them. It's Mark, M-A-R-C at justaskmark.com. And if you haven't checked out the blog lately, and that's why I'll be posting different stories and and whatnot. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Just Ask Mark Bodybuilding and Fitness. I hope you found some inspiration to lift heavier, eat smarter, and live better. Got questions or need some personalized advice? Don't hesitate to reach out at justaskmark, that's mark with a C, dot com. I'm here for you, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Remember, fitness is a journey, and I'm thrilled to be part of yours. Until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and never stop asking because the answers are out there.